welcome to another episode of Touching the King. This is your girl, Cliche. I hope all is well. I hope you are having a great day wherever you are, wherever you are listening. I pray the blessing of the Lord is upon your life, which I know it is because you're tuning in and you're listening today. Amen. So today I wanted to talk about a sound mind, right? Well, this is coming from scripture, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Amen. I know a lot of times we talk about power, we talk about love, you know, the power of the Holy Spirit. We talk about the love through Christ Jesus. And not so many times, or at least I haven't heard too many people talk about a sound mind. Well, A sound mind is a very, very important thing. Um, Of course, a sound mind is an important thing. (laughs) But really, think about all that's been happening in the world. Mental health is very, very important. And I believe God wanted to shed light on making sure your mind is submitted to Christ and knowing who God has called you to be and knowing who you are in God, in Christ. You know, the identity he has given you because without it, without knowing who you are, the enemy in the world will give you an identity that was never intended to be you, right? So listen, it says, have you ever thought about the importance of a sound mind? Mental health is a real profession, For a reason. And many can take it lightly. And many take it lightly when it should be taken more seriously. Right? Your mental health can be the reason for death or life. Physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Many believe that the enemy wants your heart. But honestly, it's the mind he tries to attack. Because everything else seems to follow. Once he gets control of your mind. Everything you do and say must be instructed by your mind first. Right? Remember, your mind is the control center. This is more reason for us to be submitted to Christ and to know what God thinks about us. Jesus showed us how to overcome this attack when the enemy came for him in the wilderness. Right? So we all know about how when Jesus was led in the wilderness by the Holy Spirit and the enemy attacked him. He kept coming to him, giving him um, promises and um, for him to doubt God and to move a certain way towards God. And actually, you know, I'm going to go ahead and read it. (laughs) It's in Matthew chapter four, verses one through eleven. Then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God. Tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him. 
It is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came and attended to him. Amen. Jesus knew what to do, and that was the fight with the sword. The sword is the word of God. And many are sometimes left vulnerable to the enemy's thoughts because they haven't been equipped with how to fight, right? So really, that means maybe you haven't been reading your word. Maybe you haven't been praying. Maybe you haven't been spending time in the presence of God for it to be fueled and, you know, to be refueled by the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's a true thing. Come on. I mean, the more worry you have in you, the more God you have in you, right? So, as a child of God, many are are unaware of their rights and how to speak back. As our brother Jesus, who is also our Lord and Savior, did. Yeah, that's right. Many don't know how to fight back. They don't know what, you know, what words to use or not even aware of the right that they have or not even aware that they have rights to speak back. You know, remember, you don't have to believe what the enemy says about you when you know the truth of who you are and God's love for you. You know, when you don't know who you are, you're not aware of your rights. Or your privileges or your resources. You know, think about think about a king or a queen or a prince or a princess not knowing that they are a prince and a princess and having to follow rules that technically don't apply to them. Why? Because once if they were to come into the knowledge of who they really are, they would know that these words or these rules don't apply to them. And that's the same mindset you have to have as a child of God. When the enemy says something, when you know who you are, when you know that you are a royal priesthood of a chosen generation, when you are a child of God, the words and the lies that the enemy speak, you know what does not apply to you because you are of kingdom. You are of God's. You are God's child. Okay. You don't have to believe. You don't have to walk into things. You don't have to doubt. You don't have to fear. Why? Because God is giving you power. It's a part of your inheritance as a child of God. What the enemy says does not apply to you. But everything God says is applies to you. You know? And sometimes people don't know that. But it's up to us. <laughs> what the Bible tells us, my people suffer for lack of knowledge. I'm not too sure what scripture that is, but that is so true. You got to know who you are, okay? That's like someone being in a fight or not even being in a fight, but or, you know, just in a situation, not really realizing you have the tools that you need. You just got to apply them. All right. And the enemy's job is to make it seem like. You don't have tools. You don't have anything to fight with. But guess what? God is giving you everything you need. Already, you just got to believe. All right? So, yes, you could have have made some mistakes. 
But we serve a God that is willing and ready to clean you off. And the reason I say that is because sometimes when the enemy gets to talking and speaking to your mind and all that stuff, he likes to bring up, you know, your downfalls, your setbacks and all these things that you've been through where you feel like God won't accept you. But what you must realize is just like the prodigal son, when he messed up and when he returned home, his father welcomed him with open arms. And that's the same God that we serve. He said, if you just turn from your wicked ways and repent, he will wash you. He will make you new. There's this one scripture in the Bible where he talked about um, when you were polluted in your own blood. It's a scripture. Um, I'm not too sure, but basically it's just saying God saw you when you when you yourself caused all your problems and your pain. But he said, even then I came, I got you and I cleaned you off. I washed you. I made you new. I put I called you righteous. I, you know, I restored you. And that's the same God that will do the same thing for you right now. And today he has not changed. He's the same God that he is yesterday and forevermore. Yesterday, today, and forevermore. Not only ready, God is not only ready to clean you off, but will make you new all over again. Our God will never give up on you, child of God. He wants you to know that. Our God never sleeps. He's always in the repairing business. He repairs hearts, minds, bodies, relationships, and everything else that needs fixing. Believing the enemy's voice is anything that causes you to fear and think less of who you are. Not accepted and rejected. God doesn't see you that way. God sees you through the eyes of his son who died on the cross for you. God himself made the imperfect perfect through the blood of Jesus Christ. The price of your mistakes has already been paid. Jesus Christ gave us the gave us this benefit package. I believe we all fit that bill. So why would you be any different? We all fallen short. We all messed up. But yet and still, Christ paid the price. All right, he gave us the benefit. He paid the price. We get the benefits. All right, now that is a benefit package. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Child of God, don't be afraid to be vulnerable with God. If you can't, if you can't be weak with God, who? Even the best of marriages and friendships have secrets. Why not share it with the one who sees and knows everything about what you're facing? It's not hidden from him. Honesty with God is the best thing because he already knows what you need. He just wants you to ask and invite him in. Give your problems to God and be at peace. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. And the reason I ended it with that is because, again, those that are usually suffering from, not usually, because I'm not like a mental health professional, but I do know I've been in a place before. I'm just like many of us have. Where there's some problems that you don't want to talk about. But guess what? God needs you to release those. Why? Because it's only when you release those problems. However, 
you know, write them down, go to counseling, go to, you know, their therapy or a friend, someone you can confide in, or most of all, go in prayer and release it because it's only when you release something, then you give God the access to come in and repair. Okay. Right. I'm just saying that's the truth. You got to let it go so God can come in and heal it. Okay. And it works. I promise you it works. Don't let the enemy hang something over your head because you made a mistake. Or you, you falling short. We all falling short. That's not a reason to not come to the Lord or to not keep going, to not uh, to stop pursuing. That's not a reason. Imagine if the person who had a dream, it was a dream for somebody to build a chair. It was a dream for somebody to make a car. It was a dream for somebody to make the first light bulb. It was a dream for somebody to do anything that we're able to see here today. And imagine when they messed up or when they were going through or when they fell down the first time if they gave up right then or if they listened to that voice when they messed up say oh you can't do it where would we be if they listened to that voice we'll be nowhere but to God be the glory that persistence consistency determination and discipline kept them going and the fact that they believed so much that they were really to go against all the odds they was you know they believed they believed in what God has placed in their heart and I'm telling you to do the same thing so whatever you're going through today give it to God and believe God has better for you believe God is going to work this thing out believe God is going to fix it believe on the Lord and give him and when you do that he'll give you the peace of mind Remember, God is not giving you the spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. That sound mind is peace and worry lift. Amen. So, I hope today's message has blessed you. If it has, please like, share, and uh, comment. <laughs> and I will speak with you all later. Remember to have a very, very blessed day. Remember, be vigilant, stay in prayer, and watch the hand of God move your life. Bye. I love you. Bye. Mwah.